Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? How are you guys doing? Welcome, 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 welcome. You guys hop on in here with me, please. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you guys. I hope you guys forgive me about putting on that video. <laughs> about putting on that video. You guys have to forgive me. I didn't mean for it to open up any any old wounds. But yo, it is game week, baby, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And what better way to kick off the start to the game against the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium? Than with a small little video about what happened last year to kind of get our blood flowing a little bit. But it ain't gonna be long. It ain't gonna hurt long, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bills Mafia says, yo, we are up. Goosebumps are in full effect. Absolutely. Goosebumps are definitely in full effect. And we are back at it again. You guys, let me know where you guys are watching from. And also, do me this favor. Let me know how my sound is. I went ahead and made sure that I checked everything before I got on. Um, you know, last week we had a little issue going on with the sound last week. So hopefully, it's all good. But matter of fact, it looks like it's not working once again. So let me go ahead and, and change that real quick. Here we go. There it is. Good. We have pumped up if it sounds good because we can proceed. Because, you know, last week, because of the sound issues, you know what? I found out that you guys are pretty spoiled. You guys are very spoiled indeed. I tell you what, um, because of the sound issues, you know, um, there wasn't a whole lot of people that watched last, last week's show. And it could be because of the sound. I'm just going to go ahead and blame it on the sound. <laughs> but I had to make sure that I fixed it this week. Um, I don't know why it kind of went out early um, in the show, but now I think we're good to go. Um, but I am glad to be with you guys here again for another week. Everybody who was watching, whether you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, whatever the case may be, subscribe to the channel. 
Do us that favor. Do us that favor. And to everybody out here who was watching or listening for the very first time, I am Rev Rose. And you are now tuned into another edition of Rated Rev brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Grace and peace to all of my brothers and sisters out there, however you are tuning in. Whether you are watching live right now on YouTube or Facebook, like I mentioned, or if you are catching this on the replay, or if you are listening to this on podcast format, let's get it popping. Let's get it popping. But as I mentioned, I need you guys to do this. Maybe this is your first time joining us. Maybe this is your first time joining us here. Um, and if it is, welcome to Rated Rev. But if this is your first time with us, or maybe you're even a long-time listener, a long-time watcher, or follower, or, or, or a supporter, still do us this favor. Give us a, give us a follow. Go to all of our social media platforms and give us a follow. And where you can do that at, at is at supportbf.com. You can subscribe to the channel right here on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, whatever the case may be. Or you can go directly to supportbf.com and give us a follow on all of our socials so that way you can stay up to date with everything related to the Buffalo Fanatics. From the latest podcasts uh, featuring myself, Z-Bot, Rico, Pierre the Kingpin, and all of the fellas, all the way to incredible articles, informative articles written by our amazing contributors, all the way to fresh merch that you can cop yourselves. We got you covered on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Supportbf.com, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it popping. On today's episode, oh, hold on a second. Before we even jump into that already, already off the rip, we've got a super chat from my man, James, coming in. Hot James, I appreciate you, man. He says, Yo, General Allen is gonna lead the Bills stampede in Arrowhead this Sunday. Let's go, Bills. Amen, brother. James, you are right on it, man. Look here. I I don't want I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but guys, is it is is it is it bad if I feel like or is it wrong if I feel like I am not concerned about this game? Like I am I'm confident about this game probably more confident than i have been in quite a while i don't know i hope i don't jinx it knock on wood right um uh but you know i i just have this i don't know man it's just it's just this different confidence because the buffalo bills are a different team the buffalo bills are a different team no disrespect to the kansas city chiefs they are a great team as well but i feel like this is our year and this team is special this team is special, and we're going to get into all of that on tonight's episode of Rated Rev, because what we're going to do tonight is we're going to break down, we're going to recap, matter of fact, the Bills' incredible blowout victory, blowout victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers at Highmark Stadium uh, this past Sunday. In case you didn't know, the Bills beat the brakes off the Steelers. We're going to get into that. And then later on, we're going to break down the matchup that the entire NFL world has been waiting on between the two of the NFL's top passers and Josh Allen, your Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills 
versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium this Sunday afternoon, baby, at 425 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And guess what? Tim Hutchins comes in on fire with a super chat. Tim, appreciate you. He says, yo, the Buffalo Bills are going to control the game from beginning to end. The playoff loss is still fresh in their minds, and this will all but complete the revenge tour. 42-24 Bills win by Tim Hutchins. Let's get it, Tim. I appreciate that, man. Yo, look, I'm telling you, I'm confident. I am confident as all get out that the Bills are going to come out of this game with a W on top. And Tim is in agreement, and he says that this game is not only going to be a win, it's going to be a big-time Bills win, 42-24, to complete the revenge tour. Let's get it, Tim. Let's get it going. But, as I mentioned, we're going to get into all of that tonight. But before we get into all of it, and I'm telling you right now, I, I, I'm excited. I'm fired up as all get out. I know you guys are excited and fired up as all get out because we've been waiting for this matchup since the NFL schedule makers put us together. It seems as if the, the, we have been on a collision course since week one. Well, guess what? We're finally here. We're finally here. And the Buffalo Bills are going to stampede all the way into Arrowhead Stadium this Sunday afternoon to play the, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a fantastic game, a fantastic game. But this is what I want to do. Let's dive in before we get any further into the show and before we get into all of that kind of stuff. Let's dive in into some Bills news around the NFL. Let's get it. The Buffalo Bills star-studded all-pro cornerback Tredavious White returned to the practice field today for the first time since tearing his ACL versus the New Orleans Saints on Thanksgiving Day in 2021. In other news around the NFL, in other Bills news around the NFL, I should say, guess who, ladies and gentlemen, 
just one AFC. You know what I'm talking about. AFC Offensive Player of the Week and FedEx NFL Player of the Week for Week 5. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. (laughs) You got that right, Diggs. You got that right. Yours truly, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, baby. Joshua Allen has won AFC Offensive Player of the Week and FedEx NFL Air Player of the Week for Week 5, which actually makes it his eighth, his eighth time winning this accolade in his career. Second only in franchise history to Jim Kelly, who has 10. But now, in lieu of the Bills' 38-3 shellac, I'm talking about absolute shellacking of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my gosh. How many of you all absolutely enjoyed that beatdown? That was an incredible beatdown. But in lieu of this 38-3 shellacking of the Steelers this past Sunday, quarterback and team captain Joshua Patrick Allen, I said, and probably as his late grandmother would call him, had yet another epic game. But this time, it was in the career best passing performance category. Yours truly, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Allen, guess what he did? Guess what he did? Well, I'm going to tell you. Josh Allen ended the game with 424 passing yards which was a single-game career best. Four passing touchdowns, one interception, a completion percentage of 64.5%, and a 134.1 passer rating, further cementing himself as the MVP frontrunner for the 2022 NFL season. Allen ladies and gentlemen, is first in passing through first through the first five weeks of the NFL season. Allen is first in passing with 1,651 yards, 66.8% completion percentage, and is second, second, I said second, in passing touchdowns with 14 of them tutties, baby, behind only... To, 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 I'm sorry, to, to Patrick, I almost, called, I almost said John Patrick Allen, <laughs> behind only the Patrick Mahomes whom the Bills are going to face this Sunday. This guy is on an incredible, incredible, historic, record-setting, record-breaking season. Do you know that if Josh Allen continues this streak, if he continues this type of progress right throughout the rest of the season, he is set. And let me give you the exact, uh, the exact numbers because he currently has 1,651 passing yards right now in five games, averaging 330 yards per game. If he continues on this trajectory for 17 games, he is set to no doubt break the NFL passing record with 5,613 passing yards. That is the type of 
season that Josh Allen is having, ladies and gentlemen. He is a phenomenal quarterback, an elite-level quarterback who was on a record-breaking, record-setting pace this year. Now, let's keep it moving with the show. As I had mentioned, we've got a lot that we're going to talk about. A lot we're going to talk about. And uh, as Tim Hutchins says again, yo, he said, um, don't forget that Allen came out of the game after the third quarter. Allen has been doing this. He has been putting up some ridiculous numbers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about ridiculous numbers this season, and he's been doing it. So far, he's been doing it while I think a couple of games sitting in the third quarter. Absolutely sitting in the third quarter. I mean, not the third quarter, sitting in the fourth quarter. This is how good Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense have been through five games in this season. You know what? There is some issues that I see going on right now. My lighting has just decided to go out on me. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and fix this because I'm not going to have any issues uh, that's going to stop us this night. So this is what I want. You guys hang tight. Don't go anywhere because we have a loaded show. We have a lot to get into. And we're going to be right back as I fix this lighting. Stay right here. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. There we go. Now I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. I'm back and better than ever. Thank you so very much for your, your patience and your understanding as I work through those technical difficulties. But as I was saying, Josh Allen is on pace for a record-breaking, record-setting season so far in the National Football League. It seems as though whenever you look at Josh's stats throughout his, throughout his, his, his early uh, career, he has continued to get better and better year in and year out. And this year, so far, so far this year um, looks no different. I mean, Josh Allen this year is just, he's just doing the doggone thing. And when you look at what he did, let matter of fact, I'm going to put it up here on the screen. Let's take a look at, at so far through the first five weeks. Let's do a comparison from this year to last year. If you look here on the screen, you can see through the first five games of 2021 last year, uh, Josh led the Buffalo Bills to a 4-1 record. He had a 62.3% completion uh, uh, percentage. He passed for 1,370 yards on 12 total touchdowns. But this year so far, after five games, 
the same 4-1 record. But look at where he improved. He's improved again, 66.8% completion percentage. He went up from 1,370 yards to now 1,651 passing yards and has increased his touchdowns from 12 to 14 this year so far. Josh Allen is that man, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I really don't know. I really don't know uh, how much better this guy can get, right? I mean, when you think about it, uh, he's already the top two, top three uh, quarterback in the National Football League right now. And when you look at the company uh, that he's with, Patrick Mahomes, and you can just say either, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whomever. I mean, he's up there with, with some the elite of the elites, the great of the greats. It's hard to imagine that Josh Allen can continue to improve upon what he's already shown us so far in his early career in the National Football League. But he's doing it. He's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. And Tim Hutchins comes in again with another super chat. Tim, I appreciate you. He says, yo, Josh has set out a total of 42 minutes this season. Oh, my gosh. Can you? That's hard to imagine. He has set out a total of 42 minutes this season. There's the Titans. He came out halfway through the third quarter. The Rams, he came out with about six minutes left in the fourth. And Steelers, he came out after one play in the fourth quarter. This guy, <laughs> look, he, he's doing this. Tim, I appreciate that, man, because, because that, that, that kind of puts things in perspective and it really just lets us know how much of a unicorn this guy is and how ridiculous he is. Can you imagine if he actually played those entire 42 minutes like if 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 Sean McDermott decided not to go easy on these teams sitting the the entire first string offense on the sidelines after they had a sizable lead there's no telling the numbers that Josh would have right now there's absolutely no telling so he's doing this in spite of oh my gosh Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. And for those who are joining us right now and who maybe maybe you're just now tuning in uh, to Rated Rev, I am your host, Rev Rhodes, and you are tuned in to another edition, another episode of Rated Rev brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube network. Do us this favor, smash that like, subscribe to the channel with all bell notifications on so you can stay tuned in and plugged into all things related to the Bills and the Fanatics and go to supportbf.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. Man, look, this is exciting. This is exciting, absolutely. Um, I want to go back to the news that I had uh, um, shared earlier on uh, at the top of the show. And that is Tredavious White. Tredavious White, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow. How incredible is it to finally see Trey White suit up and return to practice? I mean, when you think about it, uh, and you just play back over your head, just what transpired last year um, in that 
Thanksgiving game where he, you know, sadly tore his ACL. And watching him go down like that. And then watching the Bills uh, try to carry on the rest of the season and, to the, and through the postseason without their all-pro cornerback. And then seeing him put in the work this offseason. We heard report multiple reports about how Trey stayed at the facilities this entire offseason, working his rehab, working hard and hard and hard and hard, trying to get to get his way back. And then you see it come full circle. And here he is now um, returning to practice for the first time since then. That is just, that's remarkable. That, that, that is absolutely remarkable. And just, just, just take a look at him. Just take a look. That was incredible. That is incredible. And to see him back on the on, on the practice field with his brothers, uh, yo, it is a true testament to his hard work and his dedication. Um, and, and no doubt the support, uh, uh, the support that he has, right? Because he couldn't have done it without a good support staff around him, not just at the facility, but I guarantee you, you know, back at home, you know, his old lady, uh, a, a huge support. So, so just shout out, man, to Trey White all around. Uh, this guy is, is he's a phenomenal guy. And I don't know how, how you just can't um, uh, just, just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just at a loss of words about Trey because he's just an incredible, not only just an incredible player, but just an incredible person all around, all around. And uh, James comes in. James comes in with a super chat. Again, James, I appreciate you. He says, yo. If we had Trey in the playoffs last year, <laughs> man, I know, James, I know. He said, we'd likely be trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions. That's, that, that's hard to argue against. It's hard to argue against, no doubt, right? But nonetheless, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. What happened is what happened. You know, um, um, you know say whatever you want, uh, you know, certain things happen, right? Things that's happened for a reason. Um, it just wasn't our time. It wasn't our year. It didn't happen. But to see him back now with his brothers, wow. And like Tim Hutchins says, yo, that is a beautiful sight right there. Absolutely. Absolutely a beautiful sight. And Brian, and Brian Bowers, he says, yo, Trey always works hard. That's why he's one of the top three corners in the game. Facts. Facts. And, uh, I mean, I get it. I mean, I know that he's not going to play, right? Sean McDermott already already confirmed that today, that he's not going to play against the Kansas City Chiefs, which and I'm fine with. I'm fine. But to see him out there 
is a is a sight to behold, right? And knowing that after this game, the Bills are gonna enjoy a week six bye week just just only gives him that much more time to practice with his with his brothers to get more time on the field um, and just to get even more healthy. Uh, I, I don't think that anybody anticipated Trey White to be back um, right now. Um, we don't know, right? I think a lot of us had thought that, you know, at least it, he would be through. Uh, we wouldn't see him until after the bye week. So it seems like he's, he, he's you know, he's on par with that, right? He's on par with that. We'll see what happens. Will he be back um, after the bye week when we play um, host to the Green Bay Packers? I'm not too sure. It just depends on his progress. It just depends on his progress. I'm not going to speculate, um, but it is good to see, and it's encouraging. But what else is encouraging is to know that that we do have the depth at the cornerback position, right? These guys, and shout out real quickly, shout out before I go any further into the show, shout out to all of the, the guys who have stepped up, right? I mean, we hear the cliche time and time again, next man up, next man up, right? Well, the next man has had to come up for the Bills secondary. Two rookies having to, to, to play um, a lot of snaps early on in the season for the Buffalo Bills uh, defense going up against some, some top flight uh, talent. And uh, you see Kyer Elam, rookie cornerback. You see, we saw a uh, Christian Benford, rookie cornerback. Uh, we uh, and then you know we saw a young cornerback in Dane Jackson. I know he's a he's a, he's a vet now, but he's still a very young cornerback. Um, but even when he went out, um, the rookies had to step up, and they did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. And so kudos to those guys, man, who stepped in. Even uh, uh, Ingram, who stepped in um, at one point, came in when Christian Benford broke his hand and, and Dane Jackson was out. So these guys are stepping up, man, uh, and that's just a testament also to not just themselves, right, for, for, for studying their tails off and being prepared week in and week out, but also a testament to the coaching staff that Sean McDermott has assembled on this team. One of the best in the National Football League, in my opinion, and I'm not trying to be, a, I'm, I'm not trying to be Homer. Um, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. But when you lose the guys that you lose on this team, on this defense, um, and then you seemingly go off without a hitch. That can't go uh, unnoticed, right? We have to we have to pay tribute to that. Um, shout out to Leslie Frazier and his entire coaching staff, uh, defensive coaching staff as well, man. These, these guys have been doing a phenomenal job with the Buffalo Bills secondary this season um, in spite of a lot of the injuries that they've had to face and overcome. But this team, this season, this team, this season rather, has faced a lot of adversity. Um, and Sean McDermott has 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 coined the phrase "find a way" this year, which I mean, how prophetic is that, right? Find a way, and who would have thought that they would have to literally find a way to win this year against all odds when they have been faced with the insurmountable injuries that they had to face this year so far? But nevertheless, even though they they even though they 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 got one loss on their ledger. They are 4-1, and one, and they've had to find a way to win. And they did just that. And now the Buffalo Bills are getting more and more healthy um, as the weeks go by. Um, Anthony you know, comes in and he says, yo, I'm going to miss Coach Frazier. There is no way that man does not have a head coaching job next year. Anthony, man, I would love to agree with you on that. I mean, 
I don't understand how he does not have one. I mean, last year you thought for sure that, that he would get one, right? I mean, he only uh, he only coached the number one uh, defense in many defensive statistical categories last year. Didn't get it. This year, his defense looks to be even better. So we'll see. I hope that Leslie Frazier finally gets his due, man, and he gets his second chance to be a head coach in the National Football League, especially when you look at just how many poor head coaches there really are, right? I mean, I get it. There's 32 jobs, right? 32. There's only 32 of them. But I guarantee you there's not 32 uh, great head coaches. <laughs> okay? There isn't. There isn't. And you look right now at, at the Carolina Panthers, they had to get rid of theirs, right? Uh, so so the, the, there's a high turnover rate in the National Football League when it comes to head coaches. Hopefully this um, coming off season uh, pays dividends for Coach Lazy Frazier. And he secures himself his second coaching job in the National Football League. We are 35 minutes into the show so far, and I am so excited to be here with you guys. So excited to be here with you all again. But get this. Get this. As we progress on into the show, as we progress further into the show, what we're going to do, as I um, said earlier on um, at the top of the show, we are going to briefly recap, briefly recap the Bills' dominant performance over the Pittsburgh Steelers this past Sunday. And then, on top of that, I'm going to give out some game day flowers to a couple of well-deserved Bills players who, in my humble opinion, I thought stood out above the rest. But first, before we get into that, here is a brief word from our brand new sponsor, Bet. U.S. Take a look at this. Listen up, sports bettors. Your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in all season long. With live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odds boosters, props, parlays, fast payouts, and exceptional customer service, BetUS.com has you covered. Visit BetUS.com to sign up today. BetUS, where the game begins. Absolutely. Make sure you go ahead and do that. I mean, use the promo code BF125 as you currently see right now on probably the left hand or right hand of your screen. Use promo code BF125 at betus.com. So now, as I mentioned before we, we went, went into that, that uh, I want to talk about the Steelers game. Just a brief recap. But specifically what I want to do is give some game day flowers. I've got to give some game day flowers to a couple of players on the Bills team who I thought really stood out. Now, granted, it's hard to single out um, any one player when, <laughs> when you put on such a beating like the Bills did um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'm going to do my best to do so 
because there were a couple of players who just, I mean, I mean, how can you not give these guys uh, um, um, credit or give these guys any flowers? So with that being said, um, let's get on with the game day flowers that I'm going to give out. Number one. Come on now. Is it really a surprise? Huh? I mean, it really can't be a surprise, right? You guessed it, right? I mean, you already know. Number one is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is going to get some game day flowers from your man, Rep. I mean, when you think about the performance he put on, it is jaw-dropping, to say the least, right? I mean, he had a career-best passing performance against the Steelers. Now, before you go in and say, well, Rev, you know, that was against the Steelers and look at the competition, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's an it's NFL team that suited up against the Buffalo Bills. And it's not some scrub team that has no talent. The, the, the Steelers have talent. Granted, they have a rookie quarterback, and they are probably in a rebuild mode right now, right? But they have talent. Can you pick it, rookie quarterback? Um, they made the switch. Mike Tomlin made the switch to go ahead and go with the rookie against the Bills. When you look at the weapons on offense, they have Najee Harris, a top running back in the National Football League, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Say whatever you want about Chase, um, but he's performed well in this league. I um, mean, is what, what, three years so far? Over 800 yards, I think, receiving um, in the past couple of years so far in the league. He's performed. They've got a rookie in George Pickens, who, trust me, the Buffalo Bills secondary know about George Pickens. If they didn't know before the game, they know about him after the game because he had a pretty good game. And then they had Pat Farmers. So just on the offensive side of the ball, they had weapon, they had talent. I get it. On defensive side, they were without um, their, their all-pro uh, pass rusher in T.J. Watt, but they still had Cam Hayward. They had Minka Fitzpatrick, right? At Devin Bush, um, I think uh, at at uh, at linebacker, they had talent. They had talent, but nevertheless, the Buffalo Bills acted as if that talent meant absolutely nothing to them when they put on uh, just an incredible beatdown, thirty-eight to three, and they did this on the arm, the arm of Josh, or should I say Joshua Patrick Allen, who had. 424 passing yards during that game. Josh had over 300 yards in the first half. Three Over 300 yards passing in the first half. Ridiculous. Now, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. You man, I was wrong. If you recall, um, the pregame show with Bot and Rico and myself, I was a little bit concerned to a degree about the spread that was, I think, 13 and a half points, right? I knew that the Bills were going to win. I just did not think that they were going to win. I didn't think that they were going to win by that type of a margin, let alone the margin upon which they won Sunday, okay? I was giving probably too much credit to the Steelers and their offense and their and their weapons, and as, as he bought uh, so eloquently um, put – you know, I think we're kind of giving them the New England Patriot, uh, 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 just kind of giving them the credit, right? Like like we did the Patriots, you know, all those years. Um, just because they've been so good for all those years, it's hard to, to say that they're a bad team or they're not a good team. 
um, when their record shows it and their stats show it. All right. I can agree with that. But nevertheless, um, the Bills put up ridiculous numbers. Josh Allen led the team, put up ridiculous numbers. Over 300 yards in the first half, 424 yards passing, as I mentioned. One interception, which was a great interception, by the way, by Levi Wallace. I got to give it to him. Great interception. But Josh Allen completed 64.5% of his passes, of his, of his, of his uh, passes, with 134.1 passer rating. Phenomenal, phenomenal game by Josh Allen. And then, ladies and gentlemen, my second bouquet of flowers goes to, and I wish you, man, uh, WB2DX said, yo, Air Allen balled out. Yo, he absolutely balled out, man. Absolutely balled out. Incredible game by Josh Allen. But my number two player, um, and, you know, I, I wanted to go with the defense. I wanted to say, you know, I wanted to kind of pick a defensive player, but I, I just can't do it. Even though the defense did a phenomenal job. But when you have a game like this young man had, it's hard not to hand him his game day flowers. And I'm talking about none other than Gabriel Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Gabriel Davis on six targets with three receptions. My man had 171 receiving yards that game. 171 receiving yards. Get this, on three receptions. That is ridiculous. On three receptions with two touchdowns. Do you want to know what the average yarn per reception Gabe Davis had? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 57. 57. Think about that. On six targets with three receptions, 171 yards receiving, Gabe Davis averaged 57 yards per reception. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If, if uh, uh, anybody or any of us, for that matter, uh, had any questions about Gabe Davis's health, about his, his ankle, about whether or not he was strong enough or whether or not he was fully healthy, I do believe that he silenced all the doubters and all those who had concerns, namely myself. Not going to lie. Once again, Rev was wrong. I thought that, I was like, Gabe Davis does not look like himself. Maybe he's out here as a decoy, but I don't think he's 100% healthy. And boy, was I wrong. And I'm glad to be wrong. Got no problem with being wrong. Gabe Davis, with an incredible game, he gets my second bouquet of game day flowers. But you know who ain't going to get no game day flowers? It's this doggone troll that keeps popping up in the chat. Let me go ahead and get rid of that real quickly. Let me put this, let me block this user. I don't know how they keep on getting in here, but they do. They do all the time. And so I'm going to go ahead and block them, put them in timeout, whatever the case may be. I'm all my mods in there. If you see that guy pop up one more time, go ahead and do me the favor and get rid of that. Thank you so very much. So those are my game day flowers, ladies and gentlemen. 
your Joshua Patrick Allen and the Gabe Davis. And as I'm talking about Gabe Davis, I did mention, I did mention, um, I think at the beginning of the season, I did I had an all my mama take, and I, and and my and and my all my mama take was that Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis were going to finish the year with a thousand yards receiving each. Well, at the beginning of the year, it did not look like Gabe Davis was going <laughs> to was going to make it. But now, after that type of a of a, of a game, uh, I am even the more encouraged about my uh, my mama take. Hopefully it comes to pass. Hopefully it comes to fruition. We shall see. But Gabe Davis, ladies and gentlemen, is a force to be reckoned with if you do not know that already. This Buffalo Bills team is loaded. I mean, absolutely loaded. Absolutely loaded, ladies ladies and gentlemen. But my question to you is, is there... And I mean, is there, is there a better trio in the National Football League right now than Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, and Gabe Davis? I don't know. I mean, you you, you got you guys. Let me know what you think, because it's hard. It's hard for me to find out. It's it's hard for me to to, to find a better trio. And maybe just maybe I'm being a little biased. I don't know, but man, when you look at that type of performance that they put on last week and what they've really been doing all year. How can you not at least put them in the top trios in the National Football League, top offensive trios in the National Football League? I mean, when you say, Gabe Davis, he's, I mean, he has, I mean, 11 receptions, 309 yards, uh, receiving three touchdowns. I mean, his touchdowns, he's tied for seventh place. Um, 25th in the league and in, in, in yards. Um, but you know, let's not forget he was, he was out injured, right? He was out injured, but he's first in the NFL first in the NFL among receivers in yards per reception with 28.1. Gabe Davis is that man. He's that man. Uh, and uh, he's, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better, which is so encouraging for the offense, right? When you already look at the weapons that they have with Josh Allen and Steph Diggs alone. But then it's scary for opposing defenses because I don't know how you're going to stop this, 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 this potent passing attack. How, how are you going to do it? How, how are you going to stop this potent passing attack? Especially a passing attack that features an offense with that leads the league in point differential with plus 91. Plus 91 point differential in the National Football League. Second place team, Philadelphia Eagles, are plus 47. The Bills are blowing teams out the water when they win. Blowing, I'm talking about blowing them out the water. It's ridiculous the type of numbers this team is putting up. But, hey, take it in stride, Bills Mafia. This is the team that we have been waiting to see 
This is the team that we've been expecting to see. And it feels so good that we finally have a team that can put up these type of numbers. And they're only getting better. <laughs> they're only getting better. They had that type of a point differential when they had so many injuries, even on offense, guys going out. And they're not even, and they're just now getting back to full health, just now getting to full health and full strength. And they've got rookie wide receiver and, and Khalil Shakir. Come on, man, who's just only getting better and better and better. Look out. Look out, ladies and gentlemen, for your Buffalo Bills because they are coming. They are no doubt coming this year to snatch souls and catch bodies, baby. Like my man Pierre, the kingpin, would say. Catching bodies, big fella. And the Bills, <laughs> they're on a rampage, man. They're, they are definitely on a rampage. Incredible. Incredible to think about. But you know what else is incredible to think about? What's incredible to think about is that there are almost 200 of you guys in here right now live joining your man. And I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. But do me this favor. Smash that like if you have not already done so and share it right now with everybody that you know. Let them know what's going on. Let them know that the Buffalo Fanatics Network is a place to be. You got that right. You got that right. So now that we've gotten some of our, our flowers out of the way, right, uh, we've got to move on. We have got to move on uh, with the show. And in doing so, man, in doing so, we've got to talk about some things. And namely, how my man True Senate comes in with the super chat. True, where are you, Murray? Where are you, man? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get back to that super chat. Uh, you guys forgive me if I missed them. There you are. There, there you are. There you are. Yo, True Senate comes in here with the super chat. True, appreciate it. He says, yo, Rev, Rev, you Rev. Is it me or does every time Singletary break off a big run? He's sidelined for Moss and Cook. It's a good point. Good question, True. Um, maybe, man. I mean, maybe, maybe the brother's just out of He's Maybe he just winded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to think about. Uh, um, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a big run like that, I mean, maybe he just, the bird just needs a blow, man. He just needs a little, a little blow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't want him to be replaced, though. And I think that may be your point. That uh, he is he's replaced with Moss uh, or Cook, and, and you know what? I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, I, I have I have seen at times, you know, where uh, the Buffalo Bills offense, for for whatever the the, the case may be, um, decide to um, give additional reps to the other running backs, and and, and I, I get it, right? Right? They're, they're trying to they're trying to do this this running back by committee approach and, and all of that. But I mean, come on now, like, is it really that needed? I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't think it's that needed. Right. I mean, when you think about it, the bills don't run the ball a whole lot anyway. So why the need to have a running back by committee approach? That wouldn't make sense to me if the bills were a heavy run first type of an offense. They're just not that. They're they're just they're just not that, and so um, it it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Now now, granted, um, we 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 do see that Devin Singletary um, is getting the the bulk of the carries, right? He's getting the majority of the carries um, in the backfield as he should. But, and this is a big but, how much do we really need to see from Zach Moss? I mean, I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rain on his parade. I'm not trying to, you know, talk about him and nothing like that. But, I mean, come on now. Like, it just, really? Like, it just, it just, to me, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Um, unless it's like, he needs a big time blow. I'm talking about Devin Singletary. Or it's a goal, or, or, you know, he's trying to get him some goal line work or, you know, maybe they're trying to close out the game and then you know, it's four minute offense type of thing. You're trying to bleed the clock out and then, you know, you give it to, to Moss, you know, to do those kind of things. But other than that, um, I, I really don't. This is my, my personal take. I, I really don't need to see um, much of a. A committee approach. I don't. I, I really don't. So take it for for what it is. The Bills seem to think it works. Or they think they seem to think it need it's needed, but I I for one don't think it's needed. But what might be needed? And this is a question I want to pose to you. Is a new running back needed on this Bills team? You guys already know where I'm going with this. Is a new running back needed on this Bills team? Huh? Because the 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 you know the the Bills. You know, run game is is essentially non-existent, right? It's essentially non-existent. But is that because of the O-line? Is it because of the run scheme? Or is it because the Bills just don't really have the, the horses in the backfield to have any type of success in the run game? We know that there have been Rumors 
swirling smoke. Maybe it's fake smoke. Well, I don't know. But you know, you know, you know, there's been talk, right? There's, there's been talk about the Bills potentially, you know, looking into Christian McCaffrey. And from, you know, uh, what's, what's already been said, you know, that that's been refuted, right? But I mean, really, like, do, do you really expect the Bills to actually come out and, and, and admit to that, admit that they are actually interested in Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley for that matter? Of course not. Of course not. They're not going to come out either way. They're not going to come out either way. So I definitely think that that the rumor that, that came out about Christian McCaffrey uh, or the Bills possibly being interested in Christian McCaffrey, um, I don't believe it came out of out of this airtight organization um, that Brandon Bean and his and his staff run at One Bills Drive. I, I don't think I don't think so. But but do I think that they were that they inquired? Yeah, I think so. Right. I, I, mean, I think so. Why, why wouldn't they? Right. Why wouldn't they? They always say, you know, we're constantly looking for ways to improve our team. Is adding Christian McCaffrey a way to improve your team? I mean, if we're just looking at it just from a talent perspective, I get I get the whole injury thing and I get the, the salary cap issue um, in the future, not necessarily for this year, but in the future. I get all of that. But when you just look at a talent perspective how can you not say that christian mccaffrey for where he is in his career talent wise is not better than the likes of devin singletary zach moss or even the rookie james cook or especially the rookie james cook right he's a rookie wouldn't you want to add more talent to the team right now, there's a debate. Now, now, I mean, a debate can be had about, you know, what it would cost the Bills um, in assets or, you know, and, and, and whether it's draft picks or uh, player compensation or, you know, um, a combination of, of the two. All of that is up, is up for debate, right? But Christian McCaffrey, no doubt. You insert Christian McCaffrey right now into this Bills offense in the running back room right now. He's head and shoulders above Every single one of them right now. And that's no diss to Motor Singletary and the rest of them. Right? It just, it's just, it is what it is. And I guarantee you, if you ask defensive coordinators who would face the Buffalo Bills, how concerned they would be if they added a guy of Christian, McCall- uh, Christian McCaffrey's caliber, I guarantee you, they would say they do not want to see, they would much rather see Motor Singletary and the others opposed to Christian McCaffrey. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. We'll see. And James comes in with another super chat. James, I appreciate it. He says, you'll know trades for anyone until we see how this weekend turns out. Just my opinion. I agree, man. I agree. But you know what? When we're talking about trades, the trade deadline is right around the corner. Right? Less than a month away, right? Less than a month away. So we'll see. Brian Bauer says, yo, Christian McCaffrey, yo, he can't he can't stay healthy. I get it. Would, would be a waste of money, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's arguable as well. I mean, I mean, you can't you can't hide from that. It's true. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't um, been healthy um, in a long time, right? And so that would definitely be a huge risk that the Bills would have to take or be willing to take. But on the other end of the spectrum, and this is kind of where I'm thinking before I, I switch switch gears here. When you look at 
the running backs currently on the roster, you look at, at Devin Singletary, right? He's in the final year of his deal. You look at Zach Moss, meh, right? And then you look at, at uh, the rookie James Cook. The future, to me, seems like it's, it's James Cook, right? James Cook is going is to be the future. Second round draft pick, he's going to be the future. I don't necessarily think, I could be wrong, but I don't necessarily think that Brandon Bean is going to re-sign um, Motor Singletary. I don't think he's going to bring him back. I could be wrong. But I just don't think he's going to do it because he hedges bets and he and he um, took out insurance policies by in Zach Moss and then <laughs> the following year, second round draft pick James Cook. So if the assumption is true, Motor's gone beyond this year. You have Zach Moss who may be traded or cut, right? You're you're left with 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 James Cook. Now, what better mentor could a young James Cook have than Christian McCaffrey? When you look at their skill set, very similar skill set indeed, right? Obviously, uh, James Cook, the rookie, has a long ways to go in his development. I'm not comparing the two at this particular time in their careers. But what I am saying is a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who is a dual threat type of running back, could be the type of running back that James Cook would need as a mentor to learn from and grow from and develop from. Just saying, I could be wrong, but I think that it would be um, an incredible type of backfield when you think of Christian McCaffrey and James Cook. But moving on, uh, Juan Castillo says, yo, bring back <laughs> Shady out of retirement. <laughs> Uh, no, we can't do that, baby. Can't can't do that. Can't bring him back out of retirement. Uh, Justin Carroll is talking about you know, Thurman Thomas. Uh, Raven says, you know, Raven 187 says, you at 12 mil next year, um, that money to Poyer or, Edmund, or Edmonds. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right, but we'll see, man. I mean, at this, I mean, we're all just speculating and pontificating, right? We don't know what's going on. None of us do. None of us know what's really going on or what's in the minds of Brandon Bean and his staff up there at Woman Bills Drive in Western New York. But moving on in the show, we've, we've got to jump into this talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, man. I want to know from you all, I want to know from you all, when you think about this matchup right now, what stands out to you the most? What stands out to you the most about this matchup? In my opinion right now, this is what I would have to say about this. Off the top, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that it's time to change the narrative. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? It seems as if the Kansas City Chiefs are like a thorn in the side of the Buffalo Bills. And I get it. The Bills have been unsuccessful in beating them in the playoffs. But we're not talking about the playoffs right now, are we? We're talking about the regular season game. A regular season matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. And it's time to change the narrative around that the Bills, you know, uh, can't really hang with the Chiefs. Or Josh Allen, you know, can't hang with Patrick Mahomes or Mahomes and the Chiefs have the Bills number. 
Not in the regular season. We're not talking about the regular. We're not talking about the regular. I mean, we're not talking about postseason, a regular season. Which is why I I decided, you know, uh, the title of the show, the title that I gave it, right? Um, and when you you know when you when you look at the thumbnail, you know, can the four and one Chiefs stop the four and one Bills at Arrowhead Stadium, right? Because to me, that's what it's about. Can the Chiefs stop the Bills? I'm no no longer in my seceding to the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? And 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 asking the question or trying to answer the question, can the Bills stop Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Man, forget that. Forget all of that. Because when I look at it, when I look at it, the Bills are every bit as good as the Kansas City Chiefs, if not better, in my humble opinion. Number one, the Buffalo Bills have beaten the Chiefs in Kansas City before in the regular season. Right? The Bills regular season win in 2021 also helps the psyche of this team. So not only have the Bills beaten the Chiefs in Kansas City, I believe that last year in the regular season when they won, that helped the Bills psyche. Right? It's like finally beating your bigger brother. You're like, you know what? I've got that monkey off of my back, so to speak. Right in the regular season, nonetheless, they know that they can beat them. That's all I'm saying. They know that they're not invincible. They're not like some team that cannot be beaten. No, they can be beaten, and the Bills have beaten them before. Okay. And number two, Josh Allen has had recent success against the Chiefs in the previous two games both in the regular season and in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs, Josh Allen has thrown for a whopping 644 passing yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, a completion percentage of 66.7%, and a 137.3 passer rating, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Allen has had success against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City before in both the regular season and the playoffs don't talk to me about the fact that they lost in the play i don't care about that i'm talking about the success i'm talking about has he been able to go toe-to-toe blow for blow with patrick mahomes and the chiefs and the answer to that question is emphatically yes yes he has so they are beatable the chiefs are beatable the buffalo bills have proven that in regular season they can beat them they can beat them. Now, when the playoffs come, we'll talk about that, right? But until then, this is week six, ladies and gentlemen. Or week five, rather, <laughs> right? We need to show the National Football League that we ain't scared of the Chiefs and that we can beat them because we've done it before. It's time to change that narrative. It's time, it's time to change it. Now, am I, am I being disrespectful to the Chiefs? No, I'm not. And that's not what I'm here to do. Okay, so in case there's any Chiefs fans out here, understand one thing. I'm not being disrespectful at all. I, I am being, I, I'm, just, I'm just confident in my bills. 100% confident in my bills. Okay? But as we talk about changing the narrative around here into whether or not the Chiefs can stop the Buffalo Bills, one thing we have to say is that this ain't 
that. <laughs> this ain't that no more, ladies and gentlemen. This definitely ain't that. When you look at the Buffalo Bills defense, specifically across the defensive line, this team has had some major upgrades. Major upgrades since the last time they faced them. Since the last time the Buffalo Bills faced the Kansas City Chiefs, both in the playoffs and in the regular season, they have had some major upgrades across the defensive line. When you look at 2021, when they faced off to each other, against each other, the Bills had a combination of Jerry Hughes, who's no longer with the team, Harrison Phillips, who's no longer with the team, Starla Tulele, who's no longer with the team, Mario Addison, who's no longer with the team. You get my drift. Ed Oliver, a young rookie, Greg Rousseau, rookie Boogie Basham, who just was not ready, and he eliminated himself. Second-year pro, and I think second-year uh, pro, and A.J. Epinesa, who was, who was still developing. But across the starting five, Jerry Hughes, Harrison Phillips, Ed Oliver, Mario Addison. Three of those guys are no longer with the team. Three of them. Four if you include Starla Tulele. And others. But then when you look at 2022, you look at what type of upgrades and improvements to this defensive line the Bills have seen and what Brandon Bean has done for them this offseason. You look at it. Now you have combination of second-year pro Greg Rousseau, right? Daquan Jones, the one tech. You have Ed Oliver, and you have Vaughn Miller. When you can throw in Tim Settle, right? Boogie Basham, again, year two, much improved Boogie Basham, right, who put in the work in the offseason, lost a lot of weight, and is now starting to see the fruits of his labor on the field. Is still developing A.J. Epinesa. Shaq Lawson coming back. Jordan Phillips coming back. This defensive line is not the same defensive line that the Kansas City Chiefs faced last year. This ain't that, ladies and gentlemen. And if that's not enough, if that's not enough, when you look at the Buffalo Bills defense, they are currently third, listen carefully, third in opponent yards per rush with 3.5. Third in opponent yards per rush, only giving up 3.5 yards per carry. They are second in opponent Rushing yards per game, only giving up 77.8 rushing yards per game. And they are still fifth in the National Football League in sacks with 16 of them. This ain't that same defensive line, ladies and gentlemen. And I fully believe that Patrick Mahomes, his offensive line, are going to find out early and often, just how true that statement is. But then, I've got to be fair, right? I've got to be fair 
with my this ain't that take. The Kansas City Chiefs offense without Tyreek Hill, right? This ain't the same offense. And I don't mean that in a negative connotation. I actually mean that in a positive connotation. But granted, we know, we know how dynamic of a player Tyreek Hill is and how dynamic of a player he has been with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we see what he's doing right now in his first year with, with Tua Tonga Valoa and the Miami Dolphins. He's an incredible player, incredible talent. But when we talk about the, Can- the Kansas City Chiefs offense, um, though it may be different without Tyreek Hill, they are still, still every bit as efficient as they have been before. Let me give him some kudos, right? Check this out. The Kansas City Chiefs offense this year, number one in points per game with 31.8. Number six in yards per game with 381.4. And these next three statistics are really eye-popping in my opinion. They are number two in third down conversion percentage converting their third downs on 52.54% of the time. Wow. Then the number three, there's a big one, in red zone touchdown scoring, converting touchdowns in the red zone at a whopping 78.26%. Oh, my gosh. You talk about efficiency in the red zone. They're not just getting down there and and, uh, settling for field goals. No, they're scoring touchdowns in the red zone to the tune of 78%. And then lastly, they are number one in touchdowns per game with four per game. So the Kansas City Chiefs offense is still very efficient, still very efficient all around the board, all across the board, right? And so... While they don't have Tyreek Hill, and while it may be easy to dismiss or discredit um, their offense with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Miko um, Hardman, uh, the rookie Sky Moore, they, they're still efficient. And they still have, ty- uh, have Travis Kelsey. They still have Patrick Mahomes. They have an improved offensive line. And they still have Andy Reid coaching that team, uh, along with Eric Bieniemy coaching the offense. So the Kansas City Chiefs offense is still very efficient. No doubt. No doubt about it. They are still a very efficient passing offense. But the Buffalo Bills are right behind them. The Buffalo Bills are right behind them. They are on their heels. But you know what? I got to give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my man, Jeff King, who came in with a super chat. Jeff, I appreciate you, brother. Forgive me for not getting to it soon, sooner enough or soon enough. Jeff King comes in. He says, yo, this entire team has heard nothing but 13 seconds since the last season. I can assure you they are all sick and tired of it. Come Sunday, that comes to an end. They will unleash hell. Guaranteed. Go Bills. 
Jeff, man, look here. Brother, look, it's always good to see you, man. Good to hear from you. I appreciate that, but I cannot agree with you more. I said it at the top of the, of the show. I am incredibly confident in this game. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe, you know, for me, when I watch the Chiefs perform, and I get it, I just got to talking about how efficient they are on offense. That's on numbers. But when I look at them on the field, the eye test, when I watch them against the Raiders, right, the other night, let's be honest, were you impressed? Were you impressed? Because I sure as heck wasn't. They did not impress me one bit. And in my opinion, the Raiders lost that game more than the Chiefs won it. Say what you want. That's just the way I saw it. The, the Raiders lost that game more than the Chiefs won it. And we know the Raiders always give the Chiefs some fits, right? And they can beat them too. They beat them before. But other games that the Chiefs have played, I, I just, I've just been watching them I'm like, I'm just not wowed by them at all. At all. And even though they're, they are efficient, still efficient, still incredibly efficient, with, even without Tyreek Hill, when it comes to a matchup perspective, a matchup standpoint, the one guy that used that, that would just, I wouldn't say scare the Bills because we ain't afraid of no man, but the one guy that gave us fits more than anybody was Tyreek Hill. Ty, it was Tyreek Hill. Why? Because the man is faster than Grease Lightning, or he's quicker than Grease Lightning, and is just incredibly fast. One of the fastest players in the National Football League. Just ridiculously fast. And so it was hard keeping, keeping him under wraps. He's going to get his. He takes the top off of the defense easily, right? Well, guess what? That man is no longer on the team. And you've replaced him now with a, with a, a, a uh, not just with one player. Right? They've now tried to replace Tyreek Hill's uh, production with multiple players. And Juju Smith, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then Rookie Sky Moore, who's really not really doing a whole lot. But mainly, it's, they're trying to replace production with two players. How concerned are you about Juju? Let's be honest. How concerned are you with Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Because I'm not concerned one bit. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. When we look at our defense, see, this is also why I'm so confident. Our secondary, man, is, is tough. And our secondary is stout. And I would say, I would argue that, that the Bills' secondary faced an even tougher matchup. I'm not, I'm not talking about Pat Mahomes. I'm talking about just the receiving matchup in previous games. Namely, the Miami Dolphins and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, right? Then they have, then they've been, then they likely will face um, Sunday and Juju Smith and MVS. And they did a phenomenal job against, against them. And that was backups, two rookie cornerbacks. <laughs> two rookie cornerbacks, right? In that game. And now we have Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam, who's only been getting better. 
Jordan Porter, who, who is looking like he will return Sunday, right? And then uh, Daquan Johnson, right? And so, so it's like we, when you look at the secondary now and at the cornerback position, I don't think that they will have any problems putting the clamps on Juju and MVS. I don't see it. Now, there's one guy that they uh, that they have to watch out for, which is it's somebody that they, that they've always had to watch out for. It's it's Travis Kelsey, right? You have to look out for Travis Kelsey. But with the way Matt Milano's been playing, phew, boy, and even Tremaine Edmonds, whoever gets that responsibility right there, um, I'm willing to bet on them. I just, I just, I just think that the Bills are. I think that the Bills are that much better than these guys. I'm, not just, I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to find a, another PC way in which to put it. But that, that's just the truth. That's how I feel about it. I don't think that the Bills are going to be in a lot of trouble against the Chiefs' offense. I really don't. I really don't. Um, and then when you look at at, at how the Bills, um. The Bills' defense against uh, uh, how they lead the league. I think they lead the league in scoring defense. What is it, like 12 points per game? They're giving up. Come on, man. And they're doing that without a lot of guys on the defense, a lot of starters on the defense. 12 points per game they're giving up. Now, I know the Chiefs are, 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 are scoring upwards of 31 per game, but that's the matchup I want to see. This Bills defense, will this Bills defense put the clamps on Patrick Mahomes? I think so. Or better way to put it, will, the, will Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs be able to be successful against the league-leading Buffalo Bills defense? I don't think so. I just don't. I, I don't think it's going to happen. And Jeffrey Green agrees with me. Though he, he, he thinks it's going to be a close game. Jeffrey Green comes in. Jeffrey, appreciate you for the super chat. He says, yo, I got the Bills winning 27-24. It may be a close matchup. I, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I really don't think it's going to be close. I really don't. When you look at the last game, playoffs, the Chiefs, it was, it was a back-and-forth game, right? Back-and-forth, back-and-forth. Chiefs went up and down the field on our defense. Number one defense, right? Number one passing defense. But that was without True Davis White. And we're playing with Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace, who's no longer on the team. He's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. That team, again, ladies and gentlemen, do not have, does not have Tyreek Hill. And though we don't have Tredavious White playing, I think our corners are better when you include Dane Jackson and the rookie Kyrie Elam than we were last year with Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace. I just got to say it. I have to. Plus our depth, right? Christian Benford probably coming back. So we could see some additional snaps from him. Jordan Poyer is having a great year so far. You look at the defensive line up front. I, I just don't see it happening like it did last year. I think, ladies and gentlemen, we could be on the verge of another blowout. <laughs> I really do. 
I really do. Call me cocky or whatever the case may be, but I just think that this could be, that the Bills could be going into Arrowhead Stadium and put the absolute whatever you want to call it on them. I, I think they're going to put a can of a can of whoop you know what on the Chiefs. I just feel that confident. I do. I do. The only thing, in my opinion, that can stop the Bills from winning this game and winning this game convincingly would be the Buffalo Bills. It would be themselves. If they beat themselves, they will be beaten. When you think about it, if they get off to a slow start, if they get into the red zone and they continue to have their red zone woes like they have had this season, because we know that the Buffalo Bills have not, the Buffalo Bills offense has not been very, that very good, that, that good rather, in the red zone. If they have um, that type of a game, right, uh, where they just get into the red zone, but they don't score, they don't score touchdowns against this team, right? Um, then it could be, uh, it could be, it could be in for a long game, right? It really could be. Because I'm trying to look up right now on uh, the Bills' uh, red zone scoring percentage, touchdowns only. The Buffalo Bills are 21st in the National Football League, 55.56%. That's not good, ladies and gentlemen. That is not good at all. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are 78. Okay, in the third. So if the Bills, because we know they can move the ball down the field, but if if the Chiefs, for whatever reason, are able to stop the big play from happening from the Buffalo Bills, the chunk plays, and they make the Bills and Josh Allen drive all the way down the field into the red zone, and the Bills are not successful at converting those red zone opportunities into touchdowns instead of field goals, then that could be the difference. We also know turnover game, right? Turnovers are going to be huge in this game, right? We can't have any fumbles from our rookies. We, can't, we just can't have it. Not against this team, okay? What I've noticed, my observations, what I've noticed especially looking back at the, at the Raiders game against the Kansas City Chiefs, is that you just cannot give this, this team any points. You just can't do it, you, right? I mean, I mean they're, they're hard enough to beat, right? I mean, just to be honest, they, they are. But you just don't want to give them points. And I feel like we used to say that against the, the, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady, right? You just don't want to give them points. And teams seemingly have just been giving them points. Fumble here, missed opportunity here, interception. There. You know, it's a poor coaching decision. It's like you just can't do it. So if the Bills are able to play assignment sound football, quote unquote, as Sean McDermott says all the time, um, and they limit their mistakes, they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they limit the turnovers, right? They win the turnover battle. And then not just the Bills players, but also the coaches don't decide to have a gaffe of a coaching game, right? Sean McDermott, I'm talking to you. And you don't just 
lose yourself against Andy Reid and calling a ridiculous game, I think the Bills win convincingly. That's just my opinion. But what say you, ladies and gentlemen? Let me know. Let me know what you think in the comment section or in the chat. And if you are tuning in right now and you're still watching, do me this favor, baby. Smash that like, comment, and subscribe to the channel with those bell notifications on. So now we're entering to the, to the, to the end of the show where I'm going to talk about um, some score predictions. Okay? We are an hour and 28 into the show, and we're about to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another edition of Rated Rev, brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube network. Score predictions, baby. It is score prediction time. What do you think the score will be? Give me your predictions. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see your predictions. I already saw some earlier. Um, I saw a 28 to 24 earlier. I got Johnny Blaze coming in with a 33-24 Bills. There we go. Uh, what else? Come on. I want to see some blowout predictions here. Because how can you how, how can you overlook this? Huh? How can you overlook this right here? Where is it at? How can you overlook this? This point differential. Plus 91 point differential by the Buffalo Bills after week five. The Kansas City Chiefs are way down there in the bottom with 34, plus 34. It's, it's, you, can't, you can't overlook that. I think that if the Bills are going to win, they're going to win convincingly. Big time win. So show me some blowouts, baby. Ronald comes in. He says, yo, I see a 35-24 Buffalo Bills win. There we go. Now we're, now we're talking. Tim Hutchins comes in. 42-24 Bills win. There we go. Donut comes in 31-7 Mafia. I like it. I like it. I like it. Who else we got? Todd coming in. Todd Toll Free comes in with the Chiefs 52 to 10. <laughs> oh man. Hey, man. There has to be one, right? Hey, 52-10. If you think that's what's gonna happen, uh, more power to you, baby. But I, I ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Ain't nothing wrong with what with the little fan love. <laughs> J Dub comes in. Bills 64 to 3. Oh my goodness gracious. Now, that's a huge. I'm, I'm talking about that. That's 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 huge. That's huge. I don't think I, I don't think that that Sean McDermott will let the will let them sell, will let them run up the score like that. He hasn't done it so far this year. All right, the Bills go up. 30 plus, whatever. He's calling them down. He's calling the dogs off. He's calling them off. He's calling them off. So I don't know. We'll I would be shocked. And I actually want him to go for blood. This is my opinion. Don't even think about taking the foot off the gas. We need to make a statement. A statement, right? And yeah, 38 to 10 victory. I'm all for it. That'd be a huge statement win, wouldn't it? Huge statement win. 31 14, even, right? Uh, I'm not, I'm not talking about you, Todd. I'm not even going there no more. Uh, but man, 31, seven, that's what I'm talking about. 64 to zero, man. Oh man. Can you imagine if the bills absolutely just, just shut them out? Oh, 
think about the storylines that will come out of out of that game. If the Bills shut out the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. But now I'm not talking about like 17 to 0. I'm talking about something like like this right here, 64 to nothing. 28-0. Something like something ridiculous like that. Man, I think I think it would be you, you can't help but, but 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 put the bills at the top of the power rankings, number one, going in to their bye week. Absolutely. Like who else is like like who else is gonna beat them? That's my thing. That's my thing. Teddy comes in, he says, yo, 38-13 bills. Teddy Bandana. Gary says 38-17. Bobby HZ says 31 to 24. I start to see him. I'm starting to see him now. Here we go. Walter Scales 31-20. Closer victory. WB, w, I can't pronounce WB2DX says Bills 45, Kansas City 0. Oh, man, I love it. I love every bit of it. So now let me see this. Uh, let me think about it here for a second. What are my, or what is my score prediction? Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Let me think. Let me let me think about it because I I, I thought I thought I saw somebody. I said uh, okay, so I I don't I don't see the Bills scoring under forty points per game. This this game forty five seventeen from from Zachary Jennings. All right, I I kind I kind of misread that early, um, because when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs defense. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. They are absolutely nothing to be afraid of at all. I mean, I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying, here it is. I'm trying, I'm trying to pull it up. I'm trying to pull up this stat. Where is it at here? Uh, yes. Okay. So I mentioned earlier that the, that the Buffalo Bills defense, second or tied for first in the league with the, with the 49ers at 12.2 points per game. Giving up. Do you want to know where the Kansas City Chiefs defense is? You guess. They are not in the top five. Not in the top 10. Not even in top 15. Top 20? Not even close. They are ranked currently 25. No, I'm sorry, 23. In the league right now. And they give up 25 points per game. 25 points per game. You go figure. How will a defense that gives up 25 points per game be able to stop the Buffalo Bills offense that scores 30. How? Once again, once again, I say, can the Chiefs stop the Bills at Arrowhead Stadium? We are changing the narrative up, ladies and gentlemen. So my final score prediction for the Bills at Kansas City Chiefs 
is, drumroll please, Bills, 42, Chiefs, 17, 42 to 17. I did, I did, I think it's going to be a massive blowout in favor of the Bills. If the Bills come out, play their A game, like I mentioned, assignment sound football, limit the turnovers, convert red zone opportunities into touchdowns rather than field goals. This, the Chiefs defense can't stop them. They can't do it. They haven't stopped anybody all year long. And all of a sudden, against one of the most potent offenses in the National Football League, the second-ranked scoring offense in the league, led by Josh Allen, who you already saw in those stats. You mean to tell me that they're going to stop those guys? Please. They got another thing coming. Bill's about to run it up on them. 42-17, Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are going to go into their bye week as my man uh, uh, Vaughn Miller says after every win, they about to make this plane do backflips. Because that's what they do, baby. That's what they do, and that's what they're going to do. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is my time, folks. Man, I so appreciate everybody for tuning in to Rated Rev, brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. It is going to be another incredible game, but I don't think that it's going to be the game that the national media and everybody is expecting to see like they saw in the playoffs. I think it's going to be a blowout, a huge blowout in favor of the Buffalo Bills because the Bills' defense is just that good now. And they are going to give Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs some fits, man, some ridiculous fits. And the, Bill, and the Chiefs' defense are not going to be able to stop Josh Allen and this dynamic passing offense that features Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, a possible returning Isaiah McKenzie, rookie stud Khalil Shakir. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be good, ladies and gentlemen. You want to make sure you tune in right here to the Buffalo Fanatics Network throughout the rest of the week so that way you can get additional coverage as we get closer and closer to the game this Sunday. You want to stay tuned right here. You want to keep it locked right here. Don't go anywhere. He's like, guess what? Friday. Right, eh? My man Rico coming in with Rico Reporter Friday Night Live. Saturday, you get my guys tearing it up in the spaces with Kevin Syracuse, Evan Harrington, and the other guys. The spaces are going off, man. And then Sunday, the fellas, pre-game show. My man, Z-Bot, Rico, yours truly. And then as the game goes on, you've got to tune in to Pierre the Kingpin as he brings you live reactions from the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then after that, you've got my man Rico again for the post-game show, which is going to be lit. No doubt about it. So, from your man Red to everybody at Buffalo Fanatics, grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. Till next time, I'll see you again. As always, go Bills and let's get it. 
See you next time, baby. Let's go.